Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we thank you for your word. I thank you for your people. I thank you for the spirit of God who's in this place. And Father, we're expecting what only you can do. We're expecting change. We're expecting blessings. We're expecting a move of God. We're expecting situations to be different when we get home, on the job, and in our businesses. We're expecting increase in favor to follow us this week. And so as I step back, I thank you for the Spirit of God stepping up to minister to your people. And I declare in advance that signs, miracles, and wonders will be following our lives this week as a result of this word. And it's in Jesus' name I declare that. And everybody say amen. Amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. We're in a series entitled The Principles of Promotion. Say this with me. Say the principles of promotion. I believe we are in a season as a church, as a people, where God is ready and willing to promote his children. And one of the best ways in which God impacts the world is when he promotes the righteous. Proverbs 29.2 says, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked bear rule, the people mourn. It is God's will to take you up. Look at your neighbor and say, God's ready to take you up. Amen. And what I want you to know today, that this series that I'm teaching is not just regular teaching. This needs to be an expectation in your life. Amen. And it is God's will to not just promote us, but for us to watch this get in places of authority and prominence and power so we can promote the righteous as well. Amen. So if you're taking notes this morning, my title is Promotion Through Problem Solving. Promotion Through Problem Solving. And before I get started, I just want you to know that this message can apply to everybody and everything. And if you have your Bibles, find Psalm 75. We're going to go back to our verses, scriptures, Psalm 75, verse 6. And then we're going to go over to Genesis chapter 41, verses 14. Psalm 75, verse 6. Genesis 41, verse 14, we started our series by pointing out that God is a God of principles, protocol, and promises. Everybody say principles, protocol, and promises. The principle is what God wants us to do. The protocol is how he wants to go, want us to go about doing it. And then the promise, of course, is what we receive when we obey his process. Now, this is important because some people think that God favors others. In other words, when it's time to promote, he, he you know, has special people and he favors them so he promotes them. And then regular people, he doesn't. But that would make God a respected person. And so that's why I know that promotion is principle-based. Everybody say principle-based. 
In other words, principles can be duplicated. Principles can be do, done by anyone who applies them. And promotion has principles in it. Now, the foundation of verse we've looked at is found in Psalm 75, verse 6. They're going to put it on the screen. And this verse, I'm going to point something out to you in the verse as we read it this morning. It says, for promotion cometh. I like that. Promotion's coming. So I just want you to prophetically declare, say, promotion is coming. Come on, no, no. I need you to say it like you mean it. Say, promotion cometh. No, 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 no. Listen, this is how you prophetically declare something. You say it as if you're talking to it and you're telling it to come to you. Then you say, well, pastor, does that really make a difference? Listen, when God spoke to light, to darkness and he said, listen, I don't want it to be dark no more. Light come. And guess what happened? Light come. So now we're about to prophetically say to promotion to coming. So let's say it like this. Say promotion. Cometh to me now. I like that. That felt good, didn't it? Amen. It says, promotion cometh not, neither from the east, nor the west, nor from the south, but God is the judge. He puts down one. He sets up another. Now, the living Bible says, for promotion and power comes from nowhere on earth, but only from God. He promotes one and he deposes another. Now, we define promotion as to raise up, to lift up, and to exalt. Everybody say to raise up, to lift up, and to exalt. And because promotion comes from God, we're not held hostage by what happens on our job or who likes or don't like us. Advancement starts with God and not my job. I want you to say this. Say advancement starts with my God and not with my job. We've learned two principles so far. I'm just going to catch those up who may be visiting here for the first time or second time. Uh, there are two principles that we've learned so far that trigger or activate promotion. The first one was the attitude and the condition of our hearts because that's what God is judging. So that's why it's so important that we keep our hearts right. That's why it's so important to keep your heart clean. That's why it's so important to keep, listen, forgiveness flowing at all times. Amen. And then the second principle we looked at was our service to God and man. Now, we know that it's how we serve that determines our service. And Colossians 3.23 says, And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord you will receive your reward. So you and I, when we are serving God and we're serving others, listen, we're not serving man, we're serving God. Amen. Amen. Now today we're going to look at a third principle that will open the door for promotion in your life, and that is the promotion through problem solving. Now, I can hear some of you thinking right now, saying, Pastor, I have my own problems. I don't need to be thinking about solving somebody else's problems. So just look at your neighbor and say, stop thinking like that. One of the fastest ways to go up is to learn how to bring problems down. And so our foundational scripture for this principle is found in the life of Joseph. And the backdrop of the story is where Pharaoh has this dream and he doesn't understand what this dream means. Now, Pharaoh was the person that Joseph was working for. And so this dream troubled Pharaoh so much 
that he got his advisors together to get some answers about the dream. Nobody could answer anything about the dream that he had. And then all of a sudden, the butler who was in the prison with Joseph, Joseph had interpreted a dream for this butler, and he told the butler, listen, after you get out of here, remember me. Well, all of a sudden now, after two years, the butler remembers, oh, there's a guy that was in prison that interpreted my dreams. And so we'll pick up the story now in Genesis chapter 41. We'll start reading at verse 14. It said, then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, And they brought him hastily out of the dungeon and he shaved himself and he changed his raiment and he came into Pharaoh. Now, before I keep going, I know there are different trends and different styles and I don't have a problem with them because styles, whatever goes around, comes around. Amen. Right now, skinny jeans are in, but you know what? A few years from now, bell bottoms will be right back in. That's why I still got mine. But if you're going to go on a job interview, don't dress like your peers do. Listen, I know sagging is in. But you can't sag at a job interview. Hello, somebody. I know looking gruff and rough is in, but Joseph, he shaved himself. He shaved and he bathed. Just look at your neighbor and say, you need to shave and bathe. Thought I'd throw that in. Verse 15 says, And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I dreamed a dream, and there was none that can interpret it. And I've heard of you. Because that's what problem solving does. It puts your name out there. He said, I've heard that you can understand dreams and how to interpret them. And But watch verse 16, because it's going to give us a clue on the first principle of problem solving to promotion. It says, and Joseph answered Pharaoh saying, it is not in me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. So here's the first principle for promotion. If you're taking notes through problem solving, and that is we are not the source for solutions. God is. I'm going to say that again. We are not the source for solutions. God is. If you notice verse 16 Joseph said to Pharaoh, listen, I know you think I can interpret your dreams. He said, but it is not in me. God is going to give Pharaoh an answer of peace. And if you and I will start every problem out with this attitude and this disposition, then there's not a problem that cannot be solved. Now, I'm about to say something that's very strong. Touch your neighbor and say, it's coming. There is a solution for every problem that we are experiencing on this earth right now. I don't care if it's cancer. I don't care if it's disease. I don't care what the problem is. There is a solution for every problem. Just because we haven't discovered the answer doesn't mean the solution doesn't exist. Amen. There was a solution for flying airplanes when Adam was created, but it took some years for the Wright brothers to discover the principle of aerodynamics. Amen. The principle of inventing automobiles existed back in Moses' day, but we didn't figure it out until a long time after that. 
In other words, the answers existed. We just had to tap into getting those answers. And because God is the ancient of days, he's the Alpha and Omega, he's the beginning of the end and the end. Listen, all we have to do is connect to him through Christ and he gives us access to his unlimited knowledge. See, that's what should make us different from the world. Because we have the Spirit of God on the inside of us. Amen. So, this really, problem solving, now takes the pressure off of us. When we understand that there's a solution to every problem and that God is a source of solutions. And I don't care what's going on in your personal life. If you have a problem in your life, even though you may not know the answer, God has one. Amen. So let's move on now and see what the second principle is in promotion through problem solving. Because, see, I've discovered in life people who solve problems get paid. Everybody say this with me. Say, people who solve problems get paid. I mean, somebody solved the trash problem. You put it out on the curb and you don't want that trash in your house. And so you've decided to solve, watch this, to pay somebody to solve the problem of picking up the trash you don't want in your house no more. Amen. So let's look now in... uh, Uh, chapter 41 let's look in verse 33 and this is where joseph gives pharaoh the interpretation of the dream and then gives him a solution to the problem so let's pick up the story in verse 37 genesis 41 37 and this is what it says and the thing in other words the answer that that joseph gave pharaoh was good in the eyes of pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants and pharaoh said unto his servants Can we find such a one as this, watch this, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? And that's the second principle to promotion through problem solving. Here it is. God's Spirit is how we access the solutions. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what your gender is. I don't care what your nationality may be. You're going to run into problems one day. And the way that that Joseph solved problems is that he had the Spirit of God on the inside of him. And this is why being born again is so important. This is why you have to learn and need to learn on how to speak in tongues because it's so vital to your spiritual growth and development. Amen. Because you can now tap into the mind of God through the Spirit of God. Romans 8, 26. I love it. This is what it says. Likewise, the Spirit... Also helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we should, but the Spirit. Everybody say, but the Spirit. But the Spirit makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the heart, he knows what is in the mind of the Spirit. Listen to this, everybody. The Spirit of God has a mind. Let me read that again. It says in the latter part of the verse, and he that searches the heart knows what is in the mind of the spirit. Everybody say the spirit of God has a mind. If the spirit of God has a mind, then it is now up to me to connect to how the spirit of God thinks. And this is why it's so important on an ongoing basis to renew your mind with the word. Because see, your mind, let me tell you the process real quick. The Spirit of God lives on the inside of your heart. 
That's what the Bible says. Now, when he talks, the Spirit of God speaks to your heart. Your heart speaks to your mind. And that's why sometimes it sounds like you. Now, this is why your mind has to be renewed because if your mind is renewed like the Bible, when the Spirit of God who speaks to your heart, who then speaks to your mind, when you hear it, your mind will say that's God because it agrees with the Word. Now, the best way to learn the voice of God is not necessarily having it to have to come to your mind. When He can speak spirit to spirit, that makes it cleaner. That's why when I be calling out stuff, y'all don't even have to stand up. I know God is saying it. Amen. And so what happens is the Spirit of God, it says that God, uh, the Spirit of God has a mind because He makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So it is our job to access the mind of the Spirit of God, which we have the ability to do because the Bible says we have the mind of Christ. Everybody say years ago. Years ago, uh, this is uh, 20 years ago now that my wife and I have been married. 20 years ago, I was in the corporate arena, and uh, I wanted a new car. So, I saw this Mercedes. Now, this is 20 years ago. I saw this Mercedes that I like. And I was like, that's the car. Now, they didn't have all the stuff we have these days. They didn't have, you know, Twitter and social media and camera phones. and We didn't have none of that. They didn't have CarMax where you can search online. None of that. Your searching was your feet and the gas in your car. So I had found this car that I liked. I came home, told my wife about it. I was like, babe, I saw this white Mercedes. I think you're going to like it. She's like, yeah. So then I decided, okay, it's time for me to apply. You got to go through the natural process. You can pray all day, but if you don't put some feet on your prayers, ain't nothing going to happen. Faith without works is what? So you can pray all day, God, give me a job, give me a job, and you can even make it out of town. Give me the job, give me the job, give me the job, give me the job. Okay. <laughs> Ain't nothing going to happen. <laughs> so I said, okay, first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to call my bank. I've been banking with them for a long time, so let me call them. I call them up and go through the process. They said, well, Mr. Connor, you know, we can approve you for this loan, uh, but you have to put down like $15,000. I said, What? Why do I need you if I got to put down $15,000? Wrong answer. Click. Bye-bye. Then I called another place and then got the same thing. And then I called this, this credit union. And, and, you know, credit unions have their own system. You know, you got to be related to somebody who knew somebody who, who related to somebody. And so uh, I called this credit union up, and I was like, yeah, you know, I, I, I want to get a card. And they said, oh, well, no, sir, you don't qualify. They, they went through the qualifications. You don't qualify, you know. So I was like, man. So then I started getting discouraged. And so she said moping, but uh, I was hoping, not moping. <laughs> no, I was moping because I, I was like, I got, you know, because nose can do that to you if you let it. Now, see, this is 20-something years ago. I know better now because I'm used to nose. No's don't bother me because before I get a no from you, God had already gave me a yes. So that means I just need to find the right yes and don't even pay attention to the no. So in this case, I kept getting no's. And man, I laid on the bed and, and I started praying in the spirit, praying in tongues. And I'm sitting there praying in tongues on the bed. And the spirit of God says, Evan, call that credit union back you just called. I said, why? He said, call them back. I said, didn't you hear him say no? He said, yeah, but I want you to call them back. I said, why? 
I, I, I didn't meet the qualifications. Are you going to call them back or what? I said, okay, well, I called them back again. I said, uh, ma'am, and I talked to a different person this time. I said, can you, uh, I'm looking to get a car loan. Do you all do car loans? Yes. I said, can you go over the qualifications of what it takes to, to get a car loan? And they go through qualifications. And, you know, and the last one the lady said was, someone in your family have to have served in the military. I said, really? I said, my dad was in the army. Does that count? She says, yes. I said, well, Jesus is Lord. I said, so what else I got to do to get this car loan? I said, because now, you know, my parent is, uh, uh, they served in the military. They said, well, you have to open an account here. I said, okay. Uh, I said, well, what kind of account? They said, a savings account. I said, well, how much do I need to put in that account? She said, $10. I said, I got $10. I got $10. (laughs) I said, then what else I got to do? Well, you got to fill out this application. I said, well, how long does it take after the application? They said, anywhere between 24 and 48 hours. I said, I'll be there in a minute. Click. Went down to the credit union, filled out the paperwork, and before the day was over, I had been approved for my first Mercedes. Here's my point. Had I not accessed the Spirit of God, I would not have gotten that problem solved. And some of you all are accessing, watch this now, principles from the world before you get them from the Spirit of God. Don't just, listen, don't just look at how the world solves problems before you solve yours. You go to God who has all the solutions before you use the world system. Amen. So it's our job to access the Spirit of God. Now there are three things to do to access the mind of the Spirit. Remember I told you the Spirit of God has a mind. Here are three things that you can do to access the mind of the Spirit. Number one is to pray. And that's in English or in the Spirit. I would encourage you to do both of them. Because you can pray only so much in English. God, give me a job. 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 Well, that's wonderful. But praying in the Spirit, when you pray in the Spirit, you don't know what you're praying. But he's praying something like this. Lord, get them fired from their job they got right now. Because they hate it anyway. And when they're fired, God... Help them see you sustain them and then open up a door of favor that they know not of that is going to double the pay that they're making right now. Amen. So you're going to pray. Here's the second thing you're going to do. You're going to say. Amen. You got to declare that favor is mine and that, watch this, I have the mind of Christ, I have the mind of the Spirit and I have access to the Spirit of God and He gives me answers that I need. You need to say. And then here's the third thing. You need to survey. You say, survey what? You got to survey the word. See, people say, God don't speak to me. And I tell them, then you don't read the Bible. Why should the Spirit of God speak to you when you're not even paying attention to the... Listen, you don't need a rhema word until you can reverence the written word. I'm going to say that again. You don't need a rhema word until you can reverence the written word. And sometimes your solutions are going to come from the word. When my wife and I moved back here from Jamaica, after getting married, I was out of the country for two years, and uh, I was reading the Bible one day, and uh, remember that situation in the Old Testament, and uh, this woman had run out of uh, money, and the prophet came and says, listen, go borrow, so get a lot of pots, and then the oil that got filled up with the pots, and then when all the pots were filled with oil, he told her, he said, 
go and sell the oil, pay your debts, and live off the rest. And when I read that, the word sell jumped off the page. I had never been in sales before. And so God told me, I want you to sell cars. I was like, I don't want to sell no cars. But it was in the car selling business that I learned not only to walk by faith, because see, when you sell cars, you're on commission only. But then I met my future business partner who I went into business with at the the, uh, car lot. So you never know what God is doing. So you got to survey the word. Amen. Now let's look at the reward that comes with problem solving. Because when you understand that promotion comes, watch this, through problem solving, you will run toward your problems and not away from your problems. See, Goliath was a problem to King Saul and all of the host of the Israelites. He was a problem. But the Bible says that David understood that God was the source of all solutions. And while everybody was afraid of Goliath, the Bible says David decided to not only face him, but he ran toward him. You can read 1 Samuel 17.45. In fact, if they'll just put that up there, 1 Samuel 17.45. It says, then said David to the Philistines. Watch what he says now. In fact, read it with me. Do you come to me with the sword and with the spear and with the shield? But I come to you how? 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 That's how you face problems. You don't face them with your degree. You don't face them with your experience. Those are good, but you face them in the name of the Lord. Why? Because the Lord has all solutions to all problems. And David said to Goliath, which at the time was the one of biggest enemies in the land. He said, you know, you coming to me with a sword and a spear, but I'm coming, watch this, in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, whom you defied. Watch the next verse. He said, this day will the Lord deliver you into my hands and I will smite you and take your head off and give the carcasses to the fowls of the air. Wow, he has boldness, don't he? Watch verse 47. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saves not with sword and spear. For the battle is whose? The battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands. And you may be sitting here today with some battles in your life. I want to declare to you, if you will let the Lord fight the battle, you will win it. See, the only reason people worry is because they have the battle. The only reason you can't sleep at night is because you're fighting your own battle. But David said, oh, no, the ballot is not mine. The battle is the Lord's. And it says in verse 48, and it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to David. Watch what David did. The Bible says David rushed or he hasted and he ran what? Toward the, he didn't run from the problem. He ran to the problem. Answer the phone when they call you. Just answer the phone. You know how bill collectors, they call you. Answer the phone. Well, Pastor, I don't have the money. Just tell them that. Ring. 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 You know. Hello. May I speak with Johnny? Johnny who? Johnny Washington. Is this Johnny Washington? Who's speaking? 
Why are you going through all of that protocol when you know that you are Johnny Washington? Uh, this is Johnny. Uh, Mr. Washington, this is so-and-so. I just want you to know this is a, a call and this is the collecting of the debt. And uh, anything that we need to talk to you is be considered about this debt. Y'all can hear I know that whole line, don't you? <laughs> Well, Mr. Watson, we see that you are behind on your payment for your automobile. Uh, uh, when can you pay that? Well, uh, well, sir, what was your name again? Uh, this is Agent 12345. Well, Mr. Agent 12345, I don't have the money right now. And I don't know when I'm going to get the money. And if you keep calling me, I'm going to keep giving you the same answer. But when I get the money, Mr. 12345... I will definitely pick the phone up and call you and pay on my automobile. Until then, can we agree in prayer that God's going to provide for me? Father, in Jesus' name, thank you that Agent 12345 is in agreement that I'm going to be able to pay them this money for my car in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much. problem. You can't run from your problem. Amen. So let's look at our third principle real quick. Our third principle for promotion through problem solving. Because after Joseph provides the solution to Pharaoh, let's look at what Pharaoh's response to Joseph was. Look now in verse 39. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God has showed you all of this, there is none so discreet and wise as you. So watch what Pharaoh says to Joseph. You shall be over my house. Everybody say promotion. You shall be over my house. And according to your word shall all my people be ruled. He said, you know what, Joseph? You now in charge. Watch what else he says. Only in the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh says to Joseph, see, I have now set you over all the land of Egypt. Everybody say, that's promotion. And then Pharaoh, watch this, because here are the rewards of problem solving. Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it on Joseph's hand. And then arrayed him or dressed him with fine linen. And then put some bling around his neck. And then watch this. I mean, I mean, think about this. Joseph has solved a problem. And it is such a relief to Pharaoh. Pharaoh says, you know what? I'm going to put you in charge of everybody who works for me. Then on top of that, Pharaoh takes off his ring. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't a cheap ring. They didn't have Cracker, box, cracker Jacks back, back then, but it was no Cracker Jack ring. He takes off his ring, gives it to him. Then he takes and arrays him with some clothing. But then after that, he gives him a company vehicle. Look in verse 43. And he made him to ride in the second chariot, which he had. Watch this. 
Notice whose chariot it was. It was Pharaoh's second chariot. So it was probably a Bentley. You know, if Rolls Royce is the top up there, then after that is a Bentley somewhere in there, right? I'm pretty sure, and I'm pretty sure Joseph was styling and profiling. And then what happened? He told everybody to bow your knee as Joseph went by. And verse 44 says, and Pharaoh said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without you shall no man lift up his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. And there are three things that you and I can expect as I close to happen when God promotes you. Number one, you can expect position. That's what happened to Joseph. He put Joseph in a prominent position after he solved this problem for Pharaoh. The second thing that happened to Joseph, prosperity came. Working hard is wonderful. Working smarter is even better. Don't run from problems when they bring them to you at work. That could be the very thing that puts you at the next level. Position, prosperity, watch this now, and prominence. Now you got to watch it as I close on this one. You got to watch it because prominence puts you in a position at the top. And anybody at the top, people are trying to knock down. But remember, when God promotes you, man can't demote you. So don't let what haters may say or think cause you to shrink back. And so as I close here, uh, years ago when I was working for Airborne Express, uh, I was a new sales rep in the in the area, so I was going by visiting all of my customers. And there was this one particular customer I went by to see. I noticed they weren't doing really that much business no more. And I just wanted to go by and say, hey, I'm your new rep and find out what's going on. And when I walked in, I walked into a bee's nest. Oh, my God, these people were mad. They were, they were, they were like the fiery furnace that, that the, the three Hebrew boys got through in. I mean, they were, they were, they were hot. It's because they were having billing problems with our company. And they couldn't solve it. So they just said, forget it. We're going to stop shipping because we're tired of all these wrong bills. And I walk up in there and I said, listen, listen, listen. I'm new with the company. But I promise you this. I'm going to help solve your billing problem. So I went back to the office and I did everything. I traced this down. I traced this down. I traced this down. I traced it down. And finally I figured out what was going on and why they were having all these billing problems. And I fixed the problem. And I went back to him and I said, hey, I fixed this problem for y'all. And so if you'd like to start shipping, I'll take care of you. And they had an urgent situation that popped up. They had one of their customers who needed to ship the big boxes. These were computers. And they needed to go overnight. Now, we're talking about overnight shipment of computer boxes that weigh big stuff. And see, you get paid by the weight. They had so many computers that needed to go overnight that we had to arrange special aircraft for just that. I mean, calls went all the way up to the headquarters. My boss had to call his boss, who called his boss, and they had to go all the way up to the president and authorize, watch this, a single aircraft for just this shipment for my customers. 
And to make a long story short, I didn't know it, but when I got the training, I wasn't even at training yet, but when I got the training, everybody knew my name. I couldn't figure out why. You know what had happened? I had shipped so many overnight boxes, it jumped me, which we're talking about 250 sales reps, it jumped me from the middle all the way up to number two. I was fluctuating between one and two days. Oh, you haven't gone. Oh, you haven't gone. I was like, how you know me? That's why you know me. (laughs) Problem solving can produce promotion for your life. Did you receive the word this morning? With every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're here today and you have a problem with sin... There's a solution. His name is Jesus. You don't have to struggle with sin. Sin is not just an action. It's the state. It's a being. And all you have to do is give your life to Jesus Christ. And he will solve that problem for you. He did it almost 2,000 years ago. And the Bible says... For God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son and whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Maybe you're here today. Here's the question that I have. If you die today, are you 100% sure you'd go to heaven? Because if not...